Seanald. Christ. Sean. Christian. We're back again for another episode of Poker for Two. Where were we? I didn't know we were gone. Well, we're back for another special episode. Oh, that's what you mean. Yes. We're here to talk about something. Some pretty. I like this show. I like the show we're going to talk about here. Really? I thought this show sucked. Oh, wait a minute. This isn't Power Rangers Turbo. <laughs> we already did that episode, so yeah. This one's better. So much better. Like, if it's basically night and day, even though it's the same fucking cast from the last season. It pretty much is. Yeah, it doesn't really change a whole lot. Uh, but in many ways, it does. So, what are we talking about? We're talking about Power Rangers in space. What? Okay, so Power Rangers in space. What show? Like, what show is this in compared to everything else? This is a Power Rangers show. Motherfucker, that's but not what space. I meant. <laughs> <laughs> um, like, what season is this technically, or is this like what show after all the other Power Rangers? It's like, is this number four, or number five? And is this six. the one with the with the flapjacks and French fries? This is season six, I want to say. Okay, got it. So yeah, six seasons of Power Rangers. This is the last season, the Zordon era, finale of the Zordon era. And boy, oh boy, is it. <laughs> it's a good finale. I like it. Probably it, the best finale. It's honestly, like, even though this is technically a kid's show, granted, kid's shows these days are, you know, getting much more complicated and actually have really really good stories they're very well written this was actually like the start of that all if you ask me yeah this is where it got a little mature for its for the time um, yeah very uh i think i, don't, I just i like the finale a lot that's <laughs> really the finale like the, is the, is awesome the big but everything thing, that yeah. leads up to it is really cool too so how do you want to do this? Do you want to like do like a little recap as to like how the show starts or? Uh, yeah. So it pretty much takes place. It's like, a, it seems like a day, the same day as like turbo ends. Yeah. Like a day after because they end up going they go... in that ship. So Zordon was captured and now the Rangers have to go to space, but they leave somebody behind who to leave behind. Uh, little blue tard. I'm sorry, blue boy. The little kid, little Justin. Little Justin could stay behind because he's got to go to school still, and his dad's like in a meeting or something. Or no, he's he gets <laughs> his a better dad's job. Never there. <laughs> he ended up going to buy some milk and then he never came back. Just he stayed. <laughs> um, yeah, poor Justin gets to stay. But they all end up going into space after losing the tur tur turbo powers. Which, that is so wild to me, because we'll get to that later on, but, like, how how is Justin still a blue turbo ranger? But, whatever. Oh, yeah, we'll get to that. Um, but you're also forgetting the most important thing. How does the show actually start out? It starts out in space, Sean. I don't know what to tell you. Motherfucker, you're not gonna do this to me. <laughs> So it starts off with the meeting of all the evil in the in the galaxy. Starts off with a a manager's meeting. Basically. <laughs> it's like you want your pizza party? I think they were legit eating pizza, weren't they? 
Uh, they were. It was a dinner. Okay. Um, I, there could have been space pizza involved. I don't know. Space pizza. Um, yeah, with the way that they have this set up, it's all the different villains that you not like the one-off villains but like the actual story arc villains from each previous power rangers show and season and they're all there like hey we're here for this meeting and diva talks shows up hey i finally finished the rangers <laughs> yeah diva talks she just relishes in that and yeah um, she did and it's also the same one that they ended the show with oh yeah and hold on because I remember seeing King Mondo was there. Right. The guy from Power Rangers Zeo. From Zeo. And for some reason, I kept thinking that he would die or that he got blown up or something. But I mean, they that... do at the end of this. <laughs> His head was still functioning. Yeah, that's I kind of remember this now. His head was still functioning at the end of Zeo. Because mm-hmm. like, there was like a bomb that was delivered to him or something. Right. Zio ends in such a weird way. I, I might rewatch Zio. I don't know. We'll see. I mean, that's a good show. Not as good as it this is. one. <laughs> no, yeah, definitely not as good as In Space. Um, but what do we have? So at that particular meeting, uh, they're all like talking about the Rangers and whatnot. And then we've got Andros, the new Red Ranger, who reveals himself to be a Red Ranger. And then he flies away on his very green screen space border. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a pretty cool um, introduction to, to Andros. I like Andros a lot as a Red Ranger, too. Oh, he's awesome. Uh, it's fun. I was reading um, the actor, Christopher Kamen, I think Kamen Lee. Mm-hmm. He, uh, the director, somebody told him to be a little bit standoffish to the crew. Oh. Because that's kind of how his character was at the beginning of it. I remember that trivia, yeah, and how he said that it really put him off from being on the show for a little bit until they decided to rope him in. Yeah. Yeah, that, that I mean, it was sucks. like a few episodes, but yeah. I can't, I can't believe they did that to him. It's like, I don't know, it's it's that's just like forced method acting at that point, and that's, that's kind of garbage. It's weird. It's it's weird method acting for a Power Ranger show. Like, <laughs> right. I don't want to go like all oh, like if I were in a Power Ranger show, I wouldn't want to be like what's his name, like Jared Leto. <sighs> go all Jared Leto out and method act for a Rangers role. We have like, vampire Power Rangers now. <laughs> it's morbid time. Oh God, no, don't, no, <laughs> no! I forgot that existed. <laughs> You're welcome. Ah. Uh. So they end up like the uh, the original Turbo Rangers. They end up meeting Andros at his Astro Mega Ship. Dude, this Astro Mega Ship is probably the coolest design of any kind of Megazord I've ever seen. Oh, I think. Well, if I remember hearing something that it was like inspired by the Millennium Falcon from Star Wars, and it looks like it. That's awesome. I didn't know that. But yeah, the uh, Astro Megazord is really one of the neater looking ones. The way it transforms is like a transformer. So interesting about in- interesting thing about the Astro Megazord, it's not a five piece Megazord at all. It's just one giant ship with a little um, almost like a docking ship that comes out of its front end and then it becomes the headpiece. It's still yeah. pretty much all just one giant thing instead. That's yeah, cool. it just transforms. 
Um, I really like the set inside the Astro Mega uh, Mega Ship. It really reminded um, me of like all those old school Canadian sci-fi shows, like Andromeda, like a lot of Star Trek, all that stuff. Um, but did you hear the thing about how that sh- how that set was uh, well set up? It was all modular, so like walls came out and stuff, right? Exactly, and they didn't have it, everything as like one, you know, set where they just tore it down or anything like that. They actually had it set up to where they can go from one end of the ship to the next legit as the way the set or technically the ship should have been it was actually pretty cool yeah it didn't look it looked natural like the whole because it had like the um the engine room and everything went straight into the hallway it didn't look nothing looked out of sorts no not at all it was awesome it 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 almost looked basic but it was actually really really you know the concept behind it was actually really cool yeah, I really enjoyed it a lot. Um, I remember seeing that, and I always wanted just to be able to walk through those halls. I mean, anybody can walk in a ranger's shoes and be like, oh my god, this is the shit. But I want to be in the Astro Megazord. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, I want to be in the ass. But anyways. I'm, I mean, it's got one, I'm sure. <laughs> um. So, how did the Rangers get their powers? Because, honestly, this was what mystified me. So, Andros, like, they, they get intercepted by the ship. And Andros gets on the ship and thought hey, he was being invaded. And then, you know, they're all like, okay, cool, we know what's going on now. Mm-hmm. Andros just kind of leaves them in, like, a moon. Fending for themselves against the Quantrons. And then Andros, because Andros used to have a team. And then he got all reminiscent about having a team. And he's like, here, he goes back to the to the moon and gives them all morphers. It's so weird. It was yeah. probably like the weirdest thing out of that entire show, uh, because they're just, hey, here you go. It's like, huh? OK. And then they just become Rangers again. Yeah, it's funny. It's it's kind of nice, though, because I do. Like I said, Andrus is like one of my favorite Red Rangers. Mm-hmm. Um, a little bit more human side to him because he's not human. He's from KO35. KO35. Yep. <laughs> um, it, it's pretty funny though and then this that's where i got that that's where i made up that line you live long enough or you die a red ranger you live long enough to see yourself be a blue ranger oh god damn it for tj, TJ. <laughs> uh, god that being said you um can we talk about the cast for a minute here yeah go for it all right you know how much i despise turbo i pretty much yes. despised almost the entirety of it yeah we heard that episode so with this particular episode going into in space, I'm a little apprehensive at first because it's using the same exact cast. And you know how much I railed on TJ for being one of the worst actors. And even though you disagree with me on this, I don't think he was a very good Red Ranger. I like TJ. Now, that being said, as a Blue Ranger, his acting hasn't gotten any better, but he was definitely a lot cooler as a Blue Ranger. They actually put yeah. his strategical prowess to use throughout the entire series he managed to actually outsmart the psycho rangers who that's a whole other thing psycho rangers are badass um that is the best arc yeah oh my god yes so tj was definitely utilized a lot better in this show than he was in turbo and i have a feeling the reason that was the case was because with turbo he was basically given a role that was handed down to him and it's like eh, just do with what we can that's about it yeah 
He did yeah. have the cool. He had one of the coolest weapons, I think, in my opinion. In as a red or as a blue? Oh, it's a blue ranger uh, with the astro axe. Oh yeah, it, it, it reminded me of Zach's uh, hammer. Man, that was awesome. Yeah, um, and it transformed into a gun like Zach's did too. That was always the coolest about that. Yeah. Man, axe gun, hell yeah. <laughs> um, let's see who's who else do we have? We have Cassie. She's the pink ranger, and she was also yep. the pink ranger before, correct? Yep. All right. So she ends up coming back, and honestly, she's still cool. She's still kick-ass. Um, one of the things that I remember about this particular episode is that they didn't focus on her being in love with the TJ. Phantom Ranger. Oh, well, yeah, because I forget. I forget. Yeah. I forget that. Yeah, because <laughs> was it, it was in what was it in turbo where they decide to have turbo. her do that whole i'm in love with you but i don't know who you are thing it's like no just so this is this isn't sailor moon <laughs> yeah but there is another love interest in there which at first felt really forced for me but then by the end i was kind of okay with it i liked it i liked um andros and ashley actually a lot together ashley being the yellow ranger yes yeah and Ashley and Carlos. Carlos is there too. Well, Carlos <laughs> almost had that fucking random love episode with Ashley. That was really weird with the grandma. Oh my god, yeah. I forgot about that episode. Now, the real funny thing about that is if you remember in Turbo when they introduced them, they were almost being introduced as being uh, high school romance because she was a cheerleader, he was a soccer soccer boy. She was a cheerleader. You know, I was trying to do Skater Boy. But anyway. Oh, I was hoping you, I would hoping you sing it. <laughs> he was a soccer boy. Uh, anyways. <laughs> so they were going to do like a little like romance thing for them. But then they just opted out of that because of whatever reason. I think it's just because the writers for Turbo didn't really know what to do there. And then yeah. they bring them all together for In Space. And they don't make any mention of it whatsoever. And then about halfway through In Space... Ashley is suddenly in love with Andros and she's like, everybody's pushing her to, you know, get with him. And he's just being this cool standoffish rogue guy. And like nothing else happens until like maybe the last couple episodes. Yeah, that's kind of it. Yeah. Which is fine because like I said, it felt forced otherwise until then. Um, and then we got Carlos as the black ranger. Now Carlos has a, couple special moments in this particular show do you remember what that main special moment was um oh my god i forgot what the episode name is but it's the one where he feels like he's not worthy of being the black ranger right because in that episode there was another monster that showed up it was the monster of the week that showed up and managed to cause him to switch places or cause cassie to switch places with the monster and he accidentally yep. attacked Cassie. And it basically gave him some ranger PTSD and anxiety. And he decided he wasn't going to be a black ranger anymore. And when he goes down to Earth, he's, you know, sulking. And guess who happens to show up? It's everyone's favorite. It's Adam. Damn right. Adam, the second, I was going to say original, second black ranger, also known as Vash the Stampede. Love and peace, Vash, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but that was a really good episode because it basically showcased Adam being very, very 
cool with his martial arts skills and managed to actually still being almost like, you know, I guess you could say reminiscent of what we were going to be. Well, no, this came out first. What I was going to say, it's almost along the theming of Once and Always, where Adam, once a ranger, always a ranger, ends up actually becoming the Black Morphing Ranger again. And because of that, he was using a cracked morpher. Was that right? Yeah, it was cracked. It was the broken, uh, the broken Dino Morpher from uh, MMPR. Right, that's what uh, it was. That, that got damaged. Yeah, it was the damaged Morpher, and Alpha already told him not to use it. Right, exactly that. And so he ended up uh, uh, getting his power draining, and he kept on. It almost looked like he was about ready to have a heart attack because of it. Yeah, he uh, it like the morph surge or whatever the the surging of the morphing grid or something like that was. It couldn't handle it. I don't remember what it was. Right. And do you remember if if, if it was in Zeo that they they didn't lose the Dinomorpher? Or no, technically that would have been the Dinomorpher. What happened to his ninja powers? Those got destroyed. So everything gets destroyed at the at the beginning of Zeo. I wanna see yeah. Okay. I just wanted to make sure because I know how everybody transferred from MMPR to Zeo. Like, they all just didn't have their powers at the beginning. So I just wanted to make sure. Okay. Yeah, uh, I guess they were, all, they were lost to, like... Was it, like, Master Vile? It might have been Master Vile. Yeah. Yeah. So, other than that, we've got one other ranger who shows up in a really random episode. And this is, like, halfway down through the series. We've got little boy Justin. Yeah, so they go back to uh, they go back to Earth, and oh man, what's the car name? I want to call it a Road Ranger, but it's not it. <laughs> but that car has, for some reason, another morpher, another turbo morpher. But how does he have access to those powers when everything else was destroyed? I don't get that. It it probably like I want to say it's like he used. Like hit, hit like the car's own power to create that morpher. Mm-hmm. That's like the only explanation I could really think of. I don't know. It's Power Rangers. It uh, it was the um, Storm Blaster. Storm Blaster. That's what it was. Uh, Where was? But yeah, I could car? only think he just the Storm Blaster just made it on its own or something. That's right. The Red Blaster is all not Red Blaster. The Red Car was the one that was being held captive by what was it? Divatox's men. Yeah. Okay. And then Storm Blaster ends up going to Justin basically honking at him, you know, in his lassie type of way saying he needs help. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. All right. I remember that. Um, That was such an interesting episode because at that point, Justin shows up because like, hey, who are you? When he sees the new space blue ranger, he goes like, hey, Justin, it's me, TJ. Remember me? I'm blue now. I used to be, I used to be your leader. it's so weird (laughs) uh but honestly that episode amounted to absolutely nothing like i don't remember there being any actual growth other than just to showcase him as a you know previous ranger yeah that that was just an episode for an episode that didn't really go anywhere yeah your audio is cutting out quite a bit like it's almost choppy are you downloading no huh all right well, it's a good thing that we're saving both audios just in case. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right. 
so we talked about them. We talked about the Rangers. Uh, ooh. I know who we should talk about next. Your favorite. Oh, are we talking about Zane? The most absent six Ranger in the whole Power Rangers history? <laughs> no, but we can. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. I mean, Zane's absent like the whole time, and then he wants to get with Astronema, and then that's it. I mean, yeah. Zane, the, the <laughs> six Silver Ranger. I mean, first off, He's broken as shit. <laughs> yeah, he, he's so overpowered. That's why they only have him in for like three episodes. And then he's off to do something else. Yeah. So yeah, Zane is an interesting character. He seemed like the typical bro dude. Oh yeah, he was a <laughs> mega chad. That whole series. Yeah. Just like, hey, I'm here to help for five minutes. And then I'm going to go lift some weights or something. Pretty much, and he was always pulling pranks and shit. Like, he's legit the the frat party dude, bro, that you would expect to see in anything but this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did like his suit, but, but yeah, he was absent. But anytime he showed up on screen, I was happy. Yeah, it, it does. It was kind of nice seeing him um, when he does show up, <laughs> but <laughs> it's so funny because, like, he has. So, like, during the Psycho Rangers arc, he, like, becomes a Silver Psycho Ranger. Oh, yeah! But he's faking it. Yeah, he's faking it. That's, like, a really cool... Him and TJ had cool ways. TJ had the whole everybody spray, you know, be a Blue Ranger. And then he just infiltrates it from, you know, being the Silver Psycho Ranger. Yeah. That was actually a really cool story arc there. I like that a lot. Yeah. The Psycho Rangers, I think, were, like peak villain in like the last seasons like you look at all the villains spanning from mmpr turbo zeo i think the psycho rangers are right up there number one so not only were they rangers but they also doubled as evil giant monsters at the same time oh yeah i remember uh, i forgot about that actually yeah it was cool so if i remember correctly they only double as the giant monster once they're basically at wit's end. Like, they can't really do anything else. So they're like, all right, pull the cord. We're going to expand. Yeah. And then they end up becoming giant monsters. Yeah, it's just their and trump card, yeah. If it wasn't... If I'm not mistaken, it's at the very end of their arc that they do three giant Psycho Ranger monsters at the same time. Yeah. Yeah, they, um, they all go giant. And then their final episode, all five of them are in their monster forms before they get turned into like a a business card or something like that i don't remember <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah. that's so weird they die and then they're ghosts and then they come back oh yeah that's right they come <laughs> back and yeah they're ghosts it's so weird but God. i like it, it was very weird but it was uh, it, it was enough camp but it was also kind of cool and like a sci-fi kind of story at the same time oh yeah it's interesting the way but it was done their designs if you think if you look at their designs, it's almost like what they kind of turned the Power Rangers reboot movie into. I mean, it's a little they're these are a little more pronounced. The other ones just have like kind of like an alien look to it. Yeah. But it's almost like they based it off of that, and that was really cool. Yeah. I did like it. Um and then speaking of vill villains, our number one villain for this season is Astronoma. Goldar. Oh, Astronoma. Goldar. <laughs> 
but Astronema is my my crush, my awakening. I was about to say, why is she your number one? And then you just went and said it already. <laughs> um, but she Melody Perkins. Yes, but she has a really good arc too, um, where she's uh, Andros's long lost sister who got taken over by um, Ecliptor. And oh my to god, serve Ecliptor. Dark you almost forgot about fucking Darkonda. God, I hate Darkonda. Darkonda is like the, Dude, he, the you most hate him so much that he's a good villain. It, yeah, that's <laughs> he's like the most annoying. He's like that itch you can't scratch. Mm-hmm. It's just like, God, I was ready from the die. So let's continue on about Astronomer because I do have a one bone to pick about Darkonda and Ecliptor. What's that? Oh, no, keep on talking about Astronema, and then, oh, we'll, then we'll get to Astronema, yeah, so she has, like, a breakthrough halfway through where she actually starts helping the Rangers out, and then Darkonda comes in and switch, puts, like, a mind-control device on her, and then she's, you know, totally evil again. And that's that's where my, um, that's where my gripe comes in. So, first off, let's, let's go to Ecliptor. Ecliptor is this wire framed like almost like a uh he he looks like one of those wireframe type suits that you would see on like video games where they're just trying to show you like the different polygons for each type of character that they have yep. except they actually turn him into like a full-fledged not rubber suit but he's basically like half wireframe half demon basically it looks cool he was really cool i love that and he's all green and shit yeah he's got the green wireframing black uh with the black sides and everything he had a really cool mm-hmm. um sword too oh yeah dude that sword was awesome. had like a croissant but on the hill on the hilt <laughs> he was also the very first giant monster that the rangers fought and i initially mm-hmm. thought he died no comes back he just straight up comes back he's like haha that wasn't me rangers it's funny <laughs> that you say that it's uh, like a wireframe character because uh what the sentai is based off mega ranger it's like a video game based power ranger like sentai that's right i remember that i i honestly that's probably why i keep saying wireframe because i ended up looking that up yeah it looks really cool though i like i love that look so then there's darkonda Darkonda, without describing his looks, is basically every trope of any kind of evil antagonist who says, well, I want to do this, but I'm going to betray you in order to get this. And he does it over and over and over again. But when he's by himself, he's a loner dude who wants nothing to do with anybody. Yeah, his and kind of sucks. <laughs> he, he does suck, but not not in like a um in, in an asshole. I mean, yeah, it definitely in an asshole kind of way, but not like as in like he was written terribly. No, he wasn't, except for this one scene, and this is the scene that bothers me. He ends up kidnapping Ecliptor after Ecliptor tries to get him killed. He ends up kidnapping him, and then ends up putting a chip in him that basically rewrites his personality to where he should be more accepting of. Uh, Darkonda, all the evil in the galaxy, blah, 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 blah. He basically rewrote him to be more evil. Right? So, then, after that, Ecliptor's the one who ends up kidnapping Astronema, and then forces her to become evil again. Right? 
So then why does Ecliptor betray Darkonda at the end when he's supposed to be more accepting of Darkonda? Like, none of that made sense. I think he, again, like, he broke through that, like, that chip that he had or, you know. But that was never seen. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think there was. Yeah. See, and I blitzed through this entire fucking show in about like less than a month. I think I did it all in a week. Yeah, you did. You knocked it out quicker than I did. And that's because I liked it more than I liked her. Um, And that's just one scene that sticks out to me. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. But everything else was cool. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I didn't like. Darkonda just looks stupid. Looks he, like he's being all right. Eaten by he a looks like a he looks like an orange pistachio with like a little raisin inside the middle. Pretty much. <laughs> but this Darkondo, despite that scene, was a really cool villain. He wasn't written terribly again, except for that scene. But he was actually really, really cool. I enjoyed every moment that he was on screen because I'm like, I want to kill this guy. Well. No, not kill. Let me rephrase that because that's that's horrible. I just want to smack this bitch. Smack him around. <laughs> and yeah, like that was that was really cool. But you remember who the primary antagonist was supposed to be? No. Dark Spectre. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Dark Spectre like dies halfway through the series. And when he dies, it's like, oh no, he dies near the end. He dies in the final arc. That's, That's what it yeah. was. He dies about three episodes with at the last three episodes at the hands and of Darkonda. Darkonda. <laughs> <laughs> and it's so funny because he not only like Darkonda ends up betraying him, or no, it was a uh, astronomer betraying Dark Spectre because Dark Spectre is supposed to be like this giant evil entity force who is also the same exact suit from the Turbo Power Rangers movie. Yeah. <laughs> and when Astronema ends up like taking all of his energy, which she uses to create the Psycho Rangers, funny enough, um, it, she takes all of his energy. Darkonda gets pissed off at Astronema. He's like, well, I'm not following you anymore. And he ends up going to kill Dark Spectre. Dark Spectre comes back for one last second jumps in front of him in a giant ship and then they blow up God, yeah i remember that that was funny that was really really funny to me but it was a good way to like send off like two of the big bads where dark specter he was mainly just this talking piece and you don't really see much of him all, all he's doing is just issuing orders but then everyone else is like eh, fuck you <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what were you, what would you say your favorite episodes were for this show um, <laughs> Sean, you're gonna. I don't know if you're gonna. Uh, if you're gonna agree, so. Oh, I have a feeling I know exactly what you're gonna say. Just because, episode three. Was it? God damn it! This early into the fucking show. It's so funny. So episode three is the, the greatest crossover, since Endgame, of Power <laughs> Rangers meeting, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And it is it is a fun watch. <laughs> I'll give you that it was a fun watch. But god damn was that stupid. 
<laughs> it sucks because if you watch the next mutation, which that those suits are are from, none of those are the original voice actors. I'm pretty sure. None of the original voice actors. None of the original suit actors. Yeah. They basically use brand new people because, if I remember right, Next Mutation was actually being filmed in a separate location. Yeah. One of them was actually in Canada. Yeah. What? Yeah. They're all being filmed everywhere and. They just had a, I guess, I don't know if the, the suits were just shipped to wherever they were filming it and then just hired somebody else to do it. But yeah, that episode is cool. <laughs> just imagine yourself as like a five or like a six year old watching that episode. First off, I want you to explain to the audience how the turtles are introduced to this series because it's bonkers stupid yeah it's so they get brainwashed by no 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 how does she get to them oh man i don't i just remember her saying we need to go to like our astronomer just saying we need to go to the sewers or something like that i don't god i don't remember now yes yeah yeah they're basically like she's in charge of uh or giving orders to eldar from turbo for some reason he decides he wants to be there and when he sorry you distracted me <laughs> when when he's trying to hover over earth she was like maybe we can uh use some certain friends quote unquote yeah. to help us defeat these rangers he's like well we're we're positioned over new york yes let's go into the sewers it's like what <laughs> <laughs> They fire a giant energy beam into the sewers of New York City and out pop the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles like, hey, man, what's going on here? That's a good impression. I'm proud of you on that one. Thanks. I try that. I try. It gets a little meta because they're like, they're like, whoa, we didn't think you guys were real <laughs> to each other. Oh, with teams. them. Yeah. God. It's so weird. It's enjoyable. It is. It's stupid as all hell. It, but it's funny it's fun. when they first meet uh the the villain just like throws like this electric or like energy ball and then like donnie catches it and then mikey catches it and then puts the electric ball on his head and then donnie swings it like it's a t-ball oh my god i forgot about that <laughs> it's so funny oh i do try to block out things that i don't really care for and that really hit the nose on the head. I'm like, everything else about this show is cool. Why did they do this? But you know what? It Again, it was fun. I'll, I'll just give it that. It was a good episode. <laughs> it was a fun episode. Good episode. And then what was your favorite episode? Honestly, this is going to sound really dumb. But it's the episode where Astronomer realizes that she loves it. She loves Zane. That was a good episode. And I felt bad for Zane. Yeah, he was getting shit on left and he right. Was. And it wasn't his fault. It wasn't, no. So Astronoma is, you know, obviously she's the villain. And then I, I believe in an episode prior, Zane ends up saving her from one of her, you know, monsters of the week actually turning against her. Yeah. And Zane ends up taking her away because like she ended up passing out or some shit and he brings her to this golden not golden, this green field and he's just watching over her to make sure that she's okay. Oh yeah, she passed and out. And she becomes yeah. instantly smitten. Yep. Yeah. 
and then it's like an entire episode of her like trying to decide what she wants to do like is she really liking him etc etc and i don't know like you actually get to see her as an actual person not as this villainous yeah she becomes and, she God, becomes Perkins is cute as hell yeah <laughs> yeah she becomes corone that's her real name yeah yeah she becomes humanized and just to see her as something different than what she's been portraying as. And it's almost kind of like a, the Sundari trope a little bit when it comes to anime. Oh. I, I, I just really enjoyed it. It was really, really good. It kind of reminded me of like harem anime a little bit, even though there were, weren't any other women. Yeah. It was just her. <laughs> it's just the way that she approached it. It was, I, I don't know. I really liked that episode. Yeah, it was good. And then I think from there on out, it takes a, kind of for me it's a bit of a drought on favorite episodes but the last two episodes i think are my favorite oh dude okay before we get into the last two episodes let's talk about the zords real quick so you have the astro mega ship turns into a zord you have i think it's what is it, the mega winger that um zane uses uh, is the Mega Winger part of the Astro, or is that the one that where it goes to the Mega Voyager? I think it's Mega Winger. Either way, it's this giant bird-like plane. Yeah. It, it it honestly like even though Zane is cool and he's badass and like the most powerful ranger in that show, that Mega Winger did absolutely dog shit nothing. <laughs> yeah. Uh. I think it's actually one of the, like the Mega Winger and like the Mega Voyager. Those are like the first ones to not be called Zords. Right. Like, there was no. It's weird because it's just like you're so used to Zords after like five seasons. Right, and then you've got like the Delta Mega Ship, which turns into the Delta Megazord. Yeah. <laughs> but the. But again, the. Yeah. Oh well, go ahead. No, I was gonna say the Delta Mega Ship. I think is my favorite. Um, Dude. Design. I love that toy. I love the toy for anything, you know, um, Astro and Delta to begin with. Basically anything in space. Yeah. Um, the Delta was probably the coolest because it was basically like a flying tank almost. Yeah, it was. Um, it was really like it seemed like it was really modular. It was it had a yeah. cone head on it. <laughs> it did. And then when it comes apart, it's basically serving as like uh, the Green Rangers Dragon Zord. Pretty much, yeah. And like works to affix itself onto the Astro Megazord. It's really cool. It like totally amplifies its power and, you know, ratchets everything up. It was awesome. I really, really like that combination. But then you do have the Mega Voyager. Mega Voyager. <sighs> it was okay. I liked it. That's the best way that we can say that. <laughs> it was, it was eh. Mega Voyager to me is almost about as ho hum as the Shogun Megazords from MMPR. Yeah, Shoguns were they're okay. The Mega Voyager had that really cool like the the ship uh, as like the the attack weapon. Oh yeah, where it had that giant rocket yeah. ship. Yeah, but that was about it. That's as far as I could really get behind. Yeah, and they wanted to call it the the ultimate power rangers weapon basically like i believe i they said that it was the most powerful thing that they could use and then it dies yeah it gets like blown up by it's like by itself and it just dies yeah i'm thinking before of, I'm that thinking happens of though i think but no yeah it does just blow up at the end yeah they just because i think it was astronomer 
she gets Ecliptor or Dark Honda to manage to actually blow everything up, and there's no coming back from that. All that's left is the Astro Megazord. Yeah. I mean, it's a classic. But the coolest thing about having all these different Zords is that they actually have a battle scene between everything. Yeah. It was cool. It was one of those ones where you're like, this is something that you would only experience in fan fiction, and they decide to do it. It it was awesome. I really enjoyed that fight. Yeah, it's cool. I love looking at some of like the uh like the the high res images of the um the Astro Mega ship, the Zord Ascension Zord Ascension project one. Mm-hmm. Uh that's such a cool design. Like I would love to get the mini plot for it. Man, one of these days we're going to have like an entire episode dedicated to just little plastic model kits about power rangers shit one of these days i have five of them sitting next to me <laughs> i have turtles because i like turtles <laughs> no that's you <laughs> so now we can go ahead and talk about the final two episodes because i think they're basically sets up everything that i wanted to talk about yeah, that. so this is where code red happens this is where they, they have uh they're officially siphoning out all the good energy of Zordon because he's in the tube. Wait a minute, Code Red? Are you talking about Mountain Dew? I don't like Code Red Mountain Dew. I'm more of a Baja Blast. I don't blast. like Mountain Dew at all. I'm more of a Baja Blast you, man. You myself. like to Baja Blast everything that comes near Me, you. Ryan, I love you. You sick bastards. <laughs> but yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry. It, it does look like his uh, his tube is filling up with Code Red because it is red at the bottom. Gets closer yeah. to his face. And then this is where they That's start right. taking over Earth. Like, uh, um, Astronema and Ecliptor and everybody starts coming in Earth. Uh, Elgar's there. Um, you see uh, Z- uh, Rita and Lord Zed fighting. And it's cool because they bring back certain characters from the past. Oh, that's right. All the enemies from the previous seasons or previous shows, they're all going on this giant galactic war at this point. They're taking on different sectors in the galaxy. And you, as you mentioned, you definitely see different characters who show up like Phantom Ranger or that blue Centurion dude who had a car and only showed up at random points. (laughs) Yeah, you had blue Centurion. You had the gold Zeo Ranger, the, um, that was cool. The uh, the trays, with the trays of some triforia. triforia. Uh, the one that I I told you earlier, um, I don't know what happened with it was Masked Rider from MMPR. Oh, Edenoi. E- yeah, because yeah. he was on Edenoi, and I mean Alpha Five was from Edenoi, so there was that connection. They could have, I mean, you could have easily just gotten that suit if you could pay for the turtles. You could pay for that that uh comrade black black rx suit so that actually reminds me you mentioned alpha the alpha that we got in this show oh. is the same one as the alpha from the last show it's the alpha six but with a completely different voice yeah it's it's normal <laughs> he's not like yo it's yo. no longer speaking yeah it's no longer speaking with like some new york accent it, he's a normal alpha thank goodness yeah it was it was it was nice to have something different but honestly i i i don't know man because alpha you know what no i stand corrected alpha in this show was actually pretty cool i like this because alpha would actually like steer and control the astro megazord at times 
Oh yeah, he was their pilot at times when they're out doing stuff. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah. So you know what? I was about ready to say something negative about about this alpha. I'm good. <laughs> good. I like this alpha. I like this one a lot more than Alpha Five. Um, from I, yeah, from yeah, Turbo. Yeah. So, how does this episode or these episodes play out? So it gets to a point where the Rangers are like overpowered, and then now they have to hide with like the people of Earth, and believe it's astronomer who comes out and it's like if we don't have the rangers by a certain time everybody on earth will be destroyed and then like a whole day That's passes right, making an ultimatum yeah the ultimatum yeah. a whole day passes and then everybody starts standing up random people are just like i'm the red ranger you could call me the silver ranger um just standing up what for does, him which was really cool who was the most surprising one out of all that oh my god what's his name the uh uh, the astrophysicist. Yeah, him <laughs> and Bulk and Skull. Skull. Um, oh my God, we forgot about them. I'll t- I'll bring them up in yeah, a little bit. They're they're in the show. <laughs> that's all. Yeah, that's all we can yeah. really say about it. It's not a whole lot to add. Yeah, they they really don't add anything to this show no. whatsoever, except maybe for that final moment. That's it. Which you can go ahead and talk about. Yeah. So they they announce also that they're two rangers. Um, which leads up to the big moment where, because uh, Andros is actually out looking for Alpha Five, so it's just the five and or the four, including Zane. And they, wait, Alpha or Zordon? Uh, uh, Zordon. I'm sorry, did I say Alpha? You did. All right, we're gonna have to restart the whole podcast over. God damn it! <laughs> but anyways, no, Andros is off looking for Zordon, which leaves Zane and the other four on Earth. And they all come out and announce, we're the real Power Rangers. And then just an explosion happens in front of them. They change cost- change into the uh, into their costumes. It's really cool the way it's done. It's like the biggest reveal for anybody who's on Earth. And like, oh shit, we know these people. Yeah. It, it, I mean, they're not the same people from the last shows. But yeah, we know these people. And that was the thing. They broke They broke the rule. They broke the, the Zordon rule where you're not allowed to show your identity. But they did it for the sake of the people. Yep, and it was really cool seeing everybody else stand up for them too, because that's something you don't really see a whole lot of either in MMPR. No, not at all, because everyone's usually trying to like save their own hides. But at this point, everyone believes in the Power Rangers. They believe that they can actually do nothing but good for them. They they believe in unity at that point, yeah. and that's when everyone you know does declare that they're a Power Ranger, and in respect, they are in some sort of way. Like, even though they're not wearing suits and they're not actually, like, doing all the fighting, you know, they're there because they are trying to convey the message that you can't take us down, you can't beat us down. Yeah. We're all united as one. Exactly. Really touching episode. But yeah, that's how it ends. We, and then... we could learn a lot from that when it comes to older kid shows, but whatever. That's true. But it was really, it's a really cool finale with, with Andros fighting a clip door on um, right in front of Zordon on the ship. On the ship. Yeah. And Zordon's like, you have to destroy my tube to let the good energy go out. And that's what he does. As a... can, you, can you do your Zordon impression? No, nah, I'm still working on it. No, no, no. Come on, please. I don't want to. Sean, don't, don't make me do it. Rangers, you need to destroy my tube. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one, actually. 
But yeah, but yeah, he's a uh, he even tricks Ecliptor by locking him in a room, I think, right? Something like that. Yeah, it was kind of it was kind of weird. Um, but um, this uh, so this in destroying Zordon's tube, it releases all the Z waves and good energy, so it pretty much cleanses everyone in the universe for now. And we mean <laughs> everyone. Yes. Um. So it cleanses Lord Zed and Rita. It cleanses. Uh, Diva Tox, it kills all the putties, the um, Piranatrons, the Quantrons. Okay. Hold on. Do you remember what happens when Rita and Zed get cleansed? Oh, yeah. They're like in a, they become country club people. They do. <laughs> and they're like, shall we dance? Yeah, they just start dancing <laughs> on like a moon. It's just like, oh, okay, that's cool. We don't need a. Like, um. Sure, if that's the thing that you want to do as soon as you become quote-unquote happy or, you know, good, whatever. And I think the same thing happens for Divatox, where she suddenly just starts dancing, too. Yeah, she just, she becomes a flower child. Um, and She's a hippie, she's a that's hippie, right. Yeah. And, um... Oh, she's Star-Lord's mom, there you go. Yeah, she is Star-Lord's mom. Um, but yeah, cleanse the universe, and everybody is, everybody is saved. the end credits <laughs> that's pretty much was how it went and then oh no i, f I forget about this part at the end because andros K uh, ko35 is saved there's people on it now and andros and zane want to go back and they're leaving everybody on earth all the all the three well, astronoma died too astronomer didn't die astronomer well astronomer died crone is still alive because astronomer and crone are the same person well, Andrew, Andrew, Andros had to revive her with his tears. Oh, yeah. She had a he had to like put a little bit. She of died, dude. <laughs> it was so. Yeah, it, it was very dramatic. It was the, the you know, the, the stereotypical like, let me cry on you to save you. Yeah, that's 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 about right. But it worked. It worked. And honestly, seeing that at the end of the episode, you're like, that's. That's really touching. Like, you actually think that she may actually be dead because you never know. I mean, they just killed off Zordon. Who else are they going to kill? Yeah, that's true. But, uh, but yeah, that's it. That's pretty much yeah. how it ends. They all end up going to space and have space adventures. They do. And it's not like they lost their powers or anything like that. They decide that they're just going to take a trip back to I was going to say Florida. Yeah. They go back to <laughs> Tampa. Back to Earth. <laughs> Take a trip back to Earth and everybody's joining up. It's honestly pretty cool. Yeah, it's a good send-off for what, you know, it, it closes out the Zordon era uh, really nicely, I think. Absolutely, yeah. So where would you rate this on your Ranger list? Uh, definitely in my top five, for sure. Ooh. Okay. Well, currently, it's my number one. It actually beat out Zeo. Really? I'm surprised. I, yeah. Because you, like, you love Zeo. I mean, Zeo's a good show. I I love Zeo, but this one, they actually... They won me over, man. They really won me yeah. over. Even with TJ's bad acting. Man, TJ's badass. That's what you mean. Okay. Bad asking? No, no. Just bad we'll acting. We'll cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> no, we won't cut that out. You leave that <laughs> shit in there. <laughs> But yeah, uh, but this is my definitely my number one. I thoroughly enjoyed it. 
one thing that we didn't go over, but I think we should right now, the theme song. It had a really good theme song. I Was this Ron Wasserman's music? Yep, it was still him. Okay, so that's why it's really good. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's not the same thing that you would normally hear with like just the original MMPR theme or the Zio theme where it's that just change everything to Zio. Um, it was honestly really, really cool. It's just everything about it was like almost like punk rock, but kind of like I don't really know how to describe it. It was it's like an offshoot of punk rock almost. A little bit, yeah. Go listen to it for yourself and really take it in. It's such a good song. Side note, we're going to put that at the beginning of the episode. <laughs> maybe. I don't know. Who said we will? Uh, I'm, I'm only going to put like maybe seven seconds <laughs> in. We'll see. Says if I, what if I want to put the TMNT music? <laughs> Bitch, you can do that when, when we get to that point. <laughs> we'll get there. But yeah, no. It is a really good theme song. I recommend everybody to go check it out. It is cool. And definitely try to listen to any of those covers out there because they've got really cool covers for all the different types of intros for these series. Honestly, the covers are pretty cool. Yeah, they are. It's done really well. But uh, yeah, In Space is a good... I'd give it a good 8 out of 10, 9 out of 10. Uh, definitely my top Ooh. 5. So I know that you're watching something else without me currently. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that episode. But I am watching Lost Galaxy... And man, I'm loving it. <laughs> it's really good, actually. So without saying too much, is Lost Galaxy going to take over in space for you? I, I don't know. We'll see. It's Lost Galaxy has a lot of a lot of good stuff going for it. I think I'm only like five episodes in, but we'll see. We'll cross that bridge. So here's something that the people... And by the people, I mean our audience would love to know. And by our audience, I mainly mean me. <laughs> when are we going to watch Tusk? Man, uh, I don't want to do this podcast anymore if I got to watch Tusk. <laughs> All right, fine. Fair enough for now. But I'll, I'll get you there. I'll, I'll get watch you there. Soon. Just not now, Sean. Let me, let me have my phone. No. We'd be happy. I do have another question. This will let you be happy. I do have another question. What's that? Do you consider Jaws Toku? No. Because there's just a big... It's just a big shark. And it's not like they're fighting it the whole time. I mean, technically they are. They're fighting it with guns. Yeah, but like... Like a few times during that movie... It's not like a plot to kill it. It's not like they ever went out to really go look for it. Okay, but what about Jaws for the Revenge? I don't remember that one, honestly. It's okay. Nobody wants to. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, but I can't think of anything else that I want to subject you to at this time. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, audience, uh, Sean is finally caught up on King Oger. Am I? I am. He is finally thinking this. It took some, some persuading, and some, some trickery. Some trickery. If you will. Thank you, Darlac. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very good. Very, very good. Shout out to MJ Durlac over on Twitch.com. Yes, go follow him. Um, we have a few our animated clips out done by 
my cousin over at Vidi Noise TV. So go give them a follow. My too. cousin David. My cousin. For you, my cousin. <laughs> He's my cousin Vinny, you know what I'm saying? I mean, but yeah, that's it for this episode, <laughs> folks. Thank you all for coming. And uh, yeah, I, I didn't have anything else to say to that. You know, just thanks. Yeah, just thanks. <laughs> if, you, if you do have something right. to say, say it now, Sean. Uh, it now. All right, cool. <laughs>